example shrimad bhagavatam chapter 5 canto 9 this is canto 9 chapter 5 this is yesterday we had uh, seen how durvasa muni has to run because the lord's sudarshan is after him it is because amrish you know he is the one who was doing the two upvasas that is ekadashi and dwadashi and because of which uh, when durvasa muni comes at that point in time just before the fast is broken he goes for taking a bath and because he is taking a bath uh, he comes late meanwhile uh, amrish has already drunk a little quantity of water so that the fast can be broken so it's a very important thing so naturally durvasa muni is cursing him so you will find that durvasa muni creates a demon whom amrish kills and after that the sudarshan chakra which is there after durvasa muni durvasa muni finally has to go to vishnu and tell him whatever is the case so vishnu has now given him the idea that you should go and talk to durvasa muni directly so that there should not be any problem so we are doing chapter 5 durvasa muni's life is spared okay so we'll continue sukhdev goswami said when thus advised by lord vishnu durvasa muni who was very much harassed by sudarshan chakra immediately approached maharaj ambrisha being very much aggrieved the muni fell down and clasped the king's lotus feet when durvasa touched his lotus feet maharaj ambrisha was very much ashamed and when he saw durvasa attempting to offer prayers because of mercy he was aggrieved even more thus he immediately began offering prayer to the great weapon of supreme personality of godhead So naturally, as such a great sage like Durvasa is falling at the feet of Amrish, seems like a, a very strange thing. So naturally, Amrish is upset. So he starts praying to the Sudarshana. Maharaj Amrish said, "Oh Sudarshan Chakra, you are fine. You are fire. You are the most powerful sun, and you are the moon, the master of all luminaries. You are water, earth, and sky. You are the air. You are the five sense objects." that is sound touch form taste and smell and you are the sense also o most favorite of achyuta the supreme personality of godhead you have thousands of spokes o master of the material world destroyer of all weapons original vision of the personality of godhead i offer my respect for obisans unto you kindly give self shelter and be auspicious to this brahmana so amrisha is praying to sudarshana saying that please can you be kind enough and not do what you are about to do oh sudarshana we you are the religion you are the truth you are the encouraging statements you are the sacrifice and you are the enjoyer of the fruit of sacrifice you are the maintainer of the entire universe and you are the supreme transcendental prowess in the hand of the supreme personality of godhead you are the original vision of the lord and therefore you are known as sudarshana everything has been created by your activities and therefore you are all pervading oh sudarshana you are very auspicious bhav and therefore you are the upholder of all the religions you are just like an inauspicious comet for the irreligious demons that means you can destroy any demons possible indeed you are the maintainer of the three worlds you are full of transcendental effulgence you are as quick as the mind and you are able to work wonders I simply utter the word namaha offering all my obeisance unto you so amrisha is offering his prayers to sudarshana saying that please kindly calm down we i understand you are everything you know literally the lord's power so please can you be kind enough to you know take away your wrath oh master of speech by your effulgence full of religious principles the darkness of the world is dissipated and the knowledge of learned persons of great souls is manifested indeed no one can surpass your effulgence for all things manifested and unmanifested gross and subtle superior and inferior are but various forms of you that are manifested by your effulgence so who is sudarshan sudarshan is the wheel you know the wheel as we say it is there in the finger of the divine lord what exactly is it it is that which keeps this entire universe in motion it is that which gives the sound the sound waves basically it's a creator of waves or sort of a rhythm in the universe 
it is the thing that keeps everything alive and throbbing and that is what sudarshan is all about oh indif- indefatigable one when you are sent by the supreme personality of god to enter among the soldiers of the daityas and the danavas you stay on the battlefield and unendingly separate their arms bellies thighs leg and head oh protector of the universe you are engaged by the supreme personality of godhead as his all powerful weapon is killing the envious enemies for the benefit of our entire dynasty kindly favor this poor brahmana this will certainly be a favor for all of us so you will find again it is a prayer saying that kindly please take away this kind of power that is there if our family has given charity for proper persons if we have performed ritualistic ceremony and sacrifice if we have properly carried out our occasional occupational duties and we have been guided by learned brahmanas i wish in exchange that this brahmana be freed from the burning cause above the sudarshan chakra so he is calling durvasa muni as a brahmana so he is saying can you please kindly be you know be kind enough to remove this chakra this particular power that is there standing on top of his head yet the supreme personality of godhead who is one with the without a second who is the reservoir of all the transcendental qualities and who is the life and the soul of all living entities is pleased with us we wish that this brahmana durvasa muni be freed from the pain of being burned sukhdev goswami continued when the king offered prayers to the sudarshan chakra and lord vishnu because of his prayers sudarshan chakra became peaceful and stopped burning the brahmana known as durvasa muni durvasa muni the great powerful mystic was indeed satisfied when free from the fire of sudarshan chakra thus he praised the qualities of maharaj ambrish and offered him the highest benediction durvasa muni said my dear king today i have experienced the greatness of devotee of the supreme personality of godhead for although i have committed an offence you have prayed for my good fortune for those who have achieved the supreme personality of godhead the master of the pure devotees which is what is impossible to do and what is impossible to give up so those who are the devotees of the divine lord and when that lord favors them then in their world there is nothing in this world that is impossible for them they they can do anything in this world so whatever activity that needs to be done whatever the things that have to be done they can be done because the grace of the divine lord is on these devotees what is impossible for the servants of the lord by the very hearing of his holy name one is purified o king overlooking my offense you have saved my life thus i am very much obliged to you because you are so merciful expecting the return of durvasa muni the king had not taken his food therefore when the sage returned the king fell at his lotus feet pleasing him in all respect and fed him sumptuously this is a very very important thing which we should always follow in our our lives also it is atithi deva bhav that means we have to first keep our guest as number 1 in our world if we are if we have made some food the food is first to be offered to the guest even if you do not get to eat it does not really matter the guest is the most important person in the house so whether it is durvasa muni or anybody offering prayer is a different issue but offering food food is a very very important thing that we need to first offer to the person who has come as our guest and then after they have satiated then we can go and have it and that is the reason why you will find that amrish had stayed hungry okay so now he is feeding durvasa muni sumptuously thus the king respectfully received durvasa muni who after eating variety of palatable food was so satisfied with great affection he request to king the king to eat also saying please take your meal it is normally expected that the guest says to the owner to the master of that house or whoever is the person who is serving you can also please take your meal it's a, it's a courtesy it's something that is a part and parcel of our religion as well which says durvasa muni said i am very pleased with you o king at first i thought of you as an ordinary human being and accepted your hospitality but later i could understand by my own intelligence that you are the most exalted devotee of the divine lord 
therefore simply by seeing you touching your feet and talking to you i have been pleased and have been obliged to you all the blessed women in the heavenly planets will continuously chant about your spotless character at every moment and the people of this world will also chant your glories continuously sukdev goswami continued thus being satisfied in all respects the great mystic yogi durvasa took permission and left continuously glorifying the king through the sky he went to brahmalok which is devoid of agnostics and the dry philosophical spe- speculators what does that mean <laughs> it means that in the brahmaloka you will not find any agnostics over there so that means you know that uh, even our great friend mr swami vivekananda would be there he was the greatest agnostic ever so he must have got to a different heaven then it's a joke okay he's come from the domain of the same place by the way he is one of the uh, great munis associated with brahma ji so he is come from brahma ji's loka only and that is what ramkrishna parmahansa had shown him that you come from this domain he was knowledge personified in that way okay so durvasa muni had left the place of maharaj ambrish and as long as he had not returned for one complete year the king had fasted maintaining himself simply by drinking water such a great act you know you may say and how can a person remain hungry for one year it's not about one year you just see the basic basis of the story it is what is important is you should be so generous so kind that is what is most important after one year when durvasa muni had returned king amrisha sumptuously fed him all varieties of pure food and then he himself also ate when the king saw that the brahma brahmana durvasa had been released from the great danger of being burned he could understand that by the grace of the lord he himself was also powerful but he did not take any credit for everything had been done by the lord alone see any time when you understand if you are the great devotee of the lord you have this capability of performing great spectacular feats but never ever take the credit for doing so because if you take the credit everything is destroyed so you should always remember one thing in mind that this credit only goes to the divine lord so always bear this in mind whether it is you are getting some money or getting some job or getting some uh, gifts or whatever that is because of all these things always first thank the lord for his grace because he has bestowed it on you that is what religion teaches us about you know in this way because of devotional service maharaj ambrish who was endowed with varieties of transcendental qualities was completely aware of brahma paramatma and the supreme personality of god now think about it three words have come over here brahma one brahma not brahma ji brahma second is paramatma and the third one is supreme personality of god so i shall explain this once we finish this line and thus he executed devotional service perfectly because of his devotion he thought even the topmost planet of this material world no better than the hellish planet so what is this topmost planet of the material world and what is the hellish planet uh, if you recollect the hellish planet is the one which we had discussed in the last chapter okay the lok the tal lok basically the lokas which are below which is called sutal you know sutal talatal all those kind of that is tal tal means bottom it is comprising of all the devilish or the hellish kind of planets hell the hell is below heaven that is where all these demigods are you will find that brahma ji's heavens are there there are various kinds of heavens over there so that is what he is trying to say now what is the meaning of the word brahma parmatma and the supreme personality of god it i think we have done this many times but still for understanding purpose we have the two manifests you know one is the first divine unmanifest and the second one is the second divine unmanifest all right so the first divine unmanifest is called brahma b r a h m a n brahma 
okay now this brahma is called the unmanifest okay now the one who is ruling this thing the one who is ruling this entire thing correct it goes under two domains that is called one is purusha and other is the prakriti prakriti will be coming under the manifest domain of the first divine unmanifest okay there is a domain which is beyond that which is closer to the material domain material domain is the one that we are in the one that we are living in is called material domain so it's a manifestation manifestation means something that has manifested that comes from prakriti prakriti comes from purusha now the purusha and the prakriti principle are together in this domain called brahma okay so the unmanifest portion of it is called brahma you can get lost in the brahma you can get dissolved in the brahma okay now all this all this including all the small bodies that are existing they are ruled by what is called as the param atma that is the soul is there we call it the soul atma and param atma that which covers the whole thing so the entire domain is covered by paramatma so whether you take the purusha the prakriti or anything manifest domain everything is coming under paramatma paramatma is everywhere now we come to the second divine unmanifest the second divine unmanifest is the place where krishna resides this is far beyond the first unmanifest okay why is it called second divine manifest is because krishna lives over there as a divine being he is a person there though it is an unmanifest domain but he is a person there that means in if he is a person that means the manifest the do, do, domain everything that you can think about is only one that is krishna himself so i hope i have explained these three things to you and understood properly all right so we shall go ahead srila sukhdev goswami continued thereafter because of his advanced position in devotional life maharaj ambrish who no longer desired to live with material things retired from active family life he divided his property among his sons who were equally as qualified and himself to the order of vanaprastha and went to the forest to concentrate his mind fully upon lord vasudev so he takes vanaprastha ashram after grahastha ashram comes vanaprastha ashram once a person gets fed up with his material worldly life then he goes to the jungles see in our normal uh, indian culture also we have this you know first you have the bal ashram it's a small baby is there he grows up into student and from student he takes up a job and takes up a family and so on and so forth everything happens over there correct once that happens he takes up a job he is supposed to take care of the family till the age a particular age so in our india we have you know designated ages all right in some other places in the world the age is around 55 supposed to be the retirement age in india some places it is 58 some places it is 60 so you go to different different institutions so anything between 55 to 60 is supposed to be the time when you take off and you go and you take retirement now in india we do not have one prasthashram thing that means we don't go to any jungles we hardly have any jungles okay jungles also they will not allow us to go so so we have to stay in the city and become one prastha in the city so city is also called the great the concrete jungle no so you are staying there as a one prastha in this concrete jungle but during the time of amrish the jungles were there very beautiful places and he has to go over there anyone who chants the narration or even thinks of this narration about the activities of maharaj ambri certainly becomes a pure devotee of the lord so this story is very very important by the grace of the lord those who hear about the activities of maharaj ambri the great devotee certainly become liberated or become devotees without delay so this ends chapter 5 of the shrimad bhagavatam from canto 9 durvasa muni's life is spared so we shall go to the next chapter which is chapter 6 so we are doing canto 9 chapter 6 the shrimad bhagavatam this is another very 
beautiful chapter it is called the downfall of sobhari muni all right this is in continuation remember these are all small 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 stories they are going to continue like this so this is about sobhari muni this would be about one chapter sukhdev goswami said o maharaj parikshit amrisha had three sons named virupa ketuman and sambhu from virupa came a son named prasardasa and prasardaswa came a son named vithatara Prathitara had no son and therefore he requested the great sage Angira to beget son for him because of his request Angira begot son in the womb of Prathitara's wife all these sons were born with brahmanical prowess that means they had the essence of that particular muni that is the muni is Angira having been born from the womb of Prathitara's wife all these sons were known as a dynasty of rathitara and because they were born from the semen of angira they were also known as a dynasty of angira so very strange isn't it from the semen of angira among all the progeny of rathitara these sons were the most prominent because owing to their birth they were considered brahmanas the son of manu was ishvaku When Manu was sneezing, Ishwaku was born from Manu's nostrils. King Ishwaku had one hundred sons, of whom Vikukshi, Nimi, and Dandaka was the most prominent. So we are again going into the lineage, and we'll continue till the story comes. Of the one hundred sons, twenty-five became king in the western side of the Aryavarta mountains, a place between the Himalaya and the Vindhya mountains. Another twenty-five sons became the king of the east of Aryavarta. and the three principal sons became the king in the middle and the other son became the king in various other places during the month of january february and march oblations offered to the forefathers are called ashtaka shraddha the shraddha ceremony is held during the dark fortnight of the month that is when we have shukla paksha or oh sorry krishna paksha krishna paksha is the dark dark side the shraddha ceremony is held during the dark fortnight of the month when maharaj ishwaku was performing his oblations in the ceremony he offered his son vikukshi to go immediately to the forest to bring some pure flesh therefore ishwaku's son vikukshi went to the forest and killed many animals suitable for being offered as oblations animal rights huh? but when fatigued and hungry he became forgetful and ate a rabbit he had killed <laughs> similar story is there even in sai baba's book you know where they have that we call it shrifal shrifal means coconut <laughs> they feel very angry and they eat the coconut while because they are having tikha lagta hai something that they are eating is very very hot so that is why so vikukshi offered the remnants of the flesh to king ishwaku who gave it to vashishta for purification but vashishta could immediately understand that the part of the flesh has already been taken by vikshi and therefore he said that it was unfit to be used for shraddha ceremony so he has taken this particular <laughs> flesh and given it to the muni and vashishta muni immediately comes now vashishta is a very angry person and just like the previous uh, durvasa muni vashishta muni is also very angry uh, during the time of shri ram he got so angry that he refused to come into the darbar of uh, uh, the king saying that i don't want to come why because my enemy is over there so during that time also they had enemies <laughs> so vishwamitra was there so because vishwamitra was there so vashishta muni said no i am not going to come <laughs> and he had to be requested by vishwamitra to please come can you please come <laughs> so <laughs> these munis are very angry guys So when King Ishwaku thus informed by Vashishta understood what his son Vikukshi had done he was extremely angry thus he ordered Vikukshi to leave the country because Vikukshi had violated the regulative principles these are important principles they should never be violated understand this in the brahmin culture that means the knower of brahma not our normal brahmin culture the knower of brahma in the brahmin culture it is extremely important that what is offered to the lord first what you offer to the lord you know as an oblation as something that is there 
it should not be contaminated. It should not be. It should be absolutely pure. That is why, if you recollect, even where Ramakrishna Paramahansa used to have a glass of water, if the glass was touched by somebody, he will not touch it. He won't even drink from that. See, these are basically. Uh, you should know that they are. The reasons are very plenty of them. I, I don't want to tell you all of them, but I can just tell you one of them. It is like this, you know. If if in a, if a restaurant, if you go and if there is a glass kept over there, will you drink from that glass where you are doubtful that somebody has already drunk from it? You yourself will not drink. Now think about, it's a great teacher, Vasishta Muni is there sitting and you are offering him something which has already been tasted by somebody else. How does that look? Common sense will tell you that should not be done. Okay, this is basically our basic common sense. But from the spiritual perspective, from the spiritual perspective, it is important that all these things have to be offered to the divine first because these these items contains a lot of things which are destructive in nature they contain a lot of destructive energies and when the lord tastes it when the lord takes credit of it when he is accepting it the acceptance by itself removes all these defects from the system you know how the defects are removed is a purification is happening you know we call it remember it's called the yagya in the yagya purification that's why they are called purificatory rites purificatory rites so first i'm sure you know you have seen you know they will take uh, uh, you know right hand they'll take this they'll pour the water on top of it and offer it like this. I'm sure you must have seen that, isn't it? Okay. So, so that is the reason why purification of anything has to be done. Shuddhi we call it, Shuddhi. So we offer the Shuddhi and then what do we do? Uh, Did you, have you noticed? Suppose you are offering a fruit to the Lord. You know, if offering a fruit to the Lord it is expected that you first wash it thoroughly. Suppose you have gone to the market and bought about half a kilo of mangoes. Now in half a kilo maybe you will get 3-4 mangoes. Okay. So you, 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 you know when you are keeping them in your kitchen or somewhere, you keep one and you say, oh this I am going to offer to the Lord. But the balance two that are there, now let me cut and eat. <laughs> no, you can't do that. There the are three of them. Please keep them aside. You can offer one to the Lord. Cut it. You don't have to cut it and all that. You just have to clean it nicely with water. Water is the highest purifier. So first clean it with water. Clean the place where you are going to keep it. It could be a thali or something like that. And then just pour a little bit of water around it. We, again we call it as a Shuddhi current. And then offer it to the Lord by means of this is offering. We do offering like this. So when we are offering it to the Lord, the Lord is supposed to partake of it. When the Lord partakes of it, whatever association that is there of the fruit, you will ask me what association are you talking about? Think about it. Huh? You have gone to the market to buy a mango. It must have come from some place. Okay, now let us say it has come from uh, Ratnagiri. Ratnagiri, you know, Hapus is very famous. Alfonso mango from Ratnagiri is very famous. Now, the farm where this mango was there was owned by somebody else. Somebody else has robbed those mangoes and they are now being sold in the marketplace. They are offered to some agent and that agent has cheated somebody else. And can you imagine? What all gold bangal must have happened before the mangoes have come to your house? Lots of wrong things must have happened, isn't it? Now think about it. How many karmas are there in that mango? (laughs) Everybody's karma is there. Think, the person who owned the land, you know what he says? Sala jo ye khayega na, usko loose motion hoega. Khallas. So imagine about it. <laughs> Brito is laughing. Okay. So that mango is in front of you and you are going to eat it. It is already a cursed mango. Don't you know that? It's a cursed mango. The person who owns that particular land has already cursed. Whoever is going to rob this and eat this is going to get, you know, lose motion. 
ah so we don't understand these things everything any kind of food any kind of flower any kind of offering that is offered to the lord first do shuddhi of that okay try to clean it so even the flowers you know you clean them first then after that offer it in a separate way see even when we are showing the agarbatti don't go to that shop open it ha ah, nice smell this god will like and don't show it to god again <laughs> you know in the church also there is a very funny thing people do if you go to the church you know, there is one big stand of candles you know there are candles don't think you know that you can pick up one candle from there and light it over there no that candle is already offered somebody has offered it already and it may be lit little bit it doesn't mean that you take it or it doesn't mean that you can also offer it again that person who has offered it has offered with his heart it is his essence in it so there are so many things which get associated with these things which we never understand so now i hope you have understood anything that is offered first i have to offer it to god so one example i have given you i hope you will remember it offer it to the lord with full clean heartedness you know just be nice about the whole issue offer it to the lord so that is how you have to do okay when king ishwaku was thus informed by vashishta understood what his son bikukshi has done he was extremely angry thus he violated bikukshi to leave the country he ordered bikukshi to leave the country because bikukshi had violated the regulative principles so i hope you understood the regulative principles don't do that all right first offer it to the lord or oh, the pure thing okay and then once you offer it don't say immediately lord you eat it fast so that i have to eat it later on don't just wait for some time okay let him have his food then think about it you know if if you are eating a masala dosa in the in the restaurant and suddenly the waiter comes and you know he i want to clean the table i want to clean the table he comes and does that how angry you will get so that is the reason why you have to wait wait for some time and after that time accept it as a prasad so when you take it out having been instructed by the great and the learned brahmana that is vashishta who discoursed about the absolute truth maharaj ishwaku become renounced by following the principles of a yogi he certainly achieved the supreme perfection after giving up his material body after his father's disappearance vikukshi returned to the country and thus became the king ruling the planet earth and performing various sacrifices to supreme to satisfy the supreme personality of godhead vikukshi later became a celebrated as sasada the son of sasada was purajanya who is also known as indravaha and sometimes as kukucha please hear from me how he received different names for different activities so everybody has got these names you know all everybody has got the various uh, surnames or names you will try to find out you know what how did this surname come or how did this name come okay uh, some parsi babas you know they have you know batliwala daruwala i'm sure you can understand how their name must have come somebody who owns a bottle factory must be called batliwala somebody daruwala okay <laughs> so like that the names have come in the ancient times also there were various names the names are actually association of that particular place the dynasty the location the job which they were doing the family which they came from it could be of anything and that is the reason why the names have a specific meaning so you will find that some meanings some people have the name of a village so they you can understand they come from this village like say for example my forefathers came they are they are they are known by the name tendulkar now tendulkar now what does tendulkar mean tendulkar means they come from a village of tendoli that is even our sachin tendulkar comes from there only his forefathers come from the same village so my forefathers also come from the same village okay and that is the reason why the name comes so we will try to understand why these different different names have come formerly there was a devastating war between the demigods and the demons the demigods having been defeated accepted puranjanya as their assistant and then conquered the demons therefore the hero is known as puranjanya so puranjaya he who conquered the residence of the demons all right puranjaya agreed to kill all the demons on the condition that indra would be 
the carrier. Because of pride, Indra could not accept the proposal. But later, by the order of the Supreme Lord Vishnu, Indra did accept it and became a great bull carrier for Puranjaya. When protected by armor and desiring to fight, Puranjaya took up a transcendental bow and very sharp arrows and while being highly praised by the demigods, he got up on the back of the bull Indra and sat on its hump. Thus he is known as Kakutsha, being empowered by Lord Vishnu, who is super soul and the supreme person, Puranjaya sat on the great bull and is therefore known as Indravaha. Surrounded by the demigods, he attacked the residents of the demons in the west. There was a fierce battle between the demons and Puranjaya. In indeed, it was so fierce that when one hears about one's hairs has stand on end, all the demons bold enough to come before Puranjaya were immediately sent to the residents of Yamraj by his arrows. To save themselves from the blazing arrows of Indravaha, which resembled the flames of devastation at the end of the millennium, the demons who remained when the rest of the army were killed fled very quickly to their respective homes. After conquering the enemy, the saintly king Piranjaya gave everything including the enemy's riches and wives to Indra, who carries a thunderbolt, for he is celebrated as Puranjaya. Thus Puranjaya is known by different names because of his different activities. There is another Greek god, you know, he also carries a thunderbolt. You must have heard of him, Thor. <laughs> In this Avengers film you have seen, you know, nobody can lift his weapon. And suddenly that new person who comes, he suddenly lifts it and takes it. Okay, take it. So that was, so it is the god. Alright. The son of Puranjaya is known as Anena. Anena's son was Prithu and Prithu's son was Vishwagandhi. Vishwagandhi's son was Chandra and Chandra's son was Yuvanaswa. The son of Yuvanaswa was Sravatsa who constructed a township known as Sravatsipuri. The son of Sravatsa was Brahaddaswa and his son was Kovalyaswa. In this way the dynasty increased. To satisfy the sage, Uttanka, the great powerful Kovalaswa, killed a demon named Dudundu. He did this with the assistance of his 21,000 sons. 21,000 sons. I, if you actually look at it, you must be thinking, no, they must be having the incubation unit or something like that. What? 11111 21,000 incubation unit. <laughs> but you know, when we, when we think about these kind of things, and today if you see... All the latest films that are coming, we are talking about the future. I mean, this is exactly what they are talking about, isn't it? Uh, in the futuristic scenario, in one of the cases that I actually I was reading a very beautiful uh, essay today. In that it was re- written that women do not require any man on this planet Earth. Okay? <laughs> they can live just without him also. Again, they don't require to make babies also in, in case they don't have to get pregnant. Why? Because they don't need to get pregnant. And yet, human beings can be born. So, it was a very futuristic article, but it's, it made sense because that is how the future can be, you know. It's very strange kind of a future. So, O Maharaj Parikshit, for this reason, Kovaleswa is celebrated as Dundumara. That is the king of the killer of Dudundu. All but three of his sons, however, were burned to ashes by the fire emanating from Dudundu's mouth. The remaining sons were Dhradaswa, Kapilaswa, Brahadaswa. For Dhradaswa came a son named Hayashwa, whose son is celebrated as Nikumba. The son of Nikumba was Bahulaswa, and the son of Bahulaswa was Krishaswa. The son of Krishaswa was Senajit and the son of Senajit was Yuvanaswa. Yuvanaswa had no sons and thus he retired from the family life and went to the forest. This book that we are doing is a very small book. If I have to give the breakdown between one dynasty to the next dynasty, I think that will by itself create a massive book on its own. So, <laughs> so we should be thankful that this 
abridged version is better than all that you know because we don't have time all right a man can live 70 80 years you will not have time to even go through the yoga one you know one particular one although yovanaswa went to the forest with 100 wives all of them were very morose 100 wives the sages in the forest however being very kind to the king began very gratefully and attentively performing an indra yagna so that the king might have a son being thirsty one night the king entered the arena of sacrifice and when he saw all the brahmanas lying down he personally drank the sanctified water meant to be drunk by his wife when the brahmana got up from bed so that means what happens now we are now we are starting a small portion of a story so this story is of a particular king so what happens he is gone with his 100 wives all right and very carefully attending performing a indra yagya so that king may have a son so this is for wanting a son he is performing a particular yagya so being thirsty one night the king entered the arena of sacrifice and when he saw all the brahmanas lying down he personally drank the sanctified water meant to be drunk by his wife the water which is sanctified after doing all the puja that is we say na tirtha we call it na tirtham it is if you see in ancient time what they used to do was they would get the water from all the major rivers seven major rivers of india they will pour the water and they will sanctify it after sanctification there is one story where krishna you know uh, this is a very strange story where krishna one day what happens uh he is walking along in vrindavan so while he is going over there next to this govardhan mountain no in that area itself his beloved okay radha she is very angry with him for some reason so he tells her that you know what you should do you should take a bath you know you should take a bath and uh, you should take a bath in the uh, all the rivers of india so that you can get purified so she gets very angry saying that what are you talking about you mean to say i should go all over india and take a bath over there nonsense so she takes one bangle of hers okay and with the bangle of hers she breaks it and she gives it to her all his, all her gopikas and says dig with this bangle over here okay so they all dig over there and when they dig over there she says i will create all the waters over here that is her ahankara and not a drop of water comes from that particular you know that place which they have dug up not a lip, even a single drop of water comes over there so at that time she becomes very morose and she comes to krishna and she says see there is no water in this can you please get some water over here so krishna says it's all right i can create a water next to you only here so what he does is he tells his his devotees are there his gop, gopas are there he tells them we will make another pond over here and he puts his foot down over there so where he puts his foot down water springs from there all the water springs from there and the pond which these people have made it fills up the entire pond okay and then what happens radha's pond is empty krishna's pond is full all right so radha's pond is empty and krishna's pond is full she requests him she says what is this you are supposed to bring water in my pond so he says it's not a problem all the water from this pond will enter your pond and that is how the pond gets full then radha goes and washes herself over there and she is very humbled krishna likes what she has done she is very humbly saying you know bowing down to him so he says you know i will bless you in one thing this pond of yours people will come and bathe in this pond but people will not come to my pond and do anything so today if you go to that place there is a radha kund and a krishna kund 
everybody takes bath in the radha kund nobody goes to krishna's kund because krishna's kund is on the other side but krishna's kund is the one which provides water to the radha kund so there is a perennial water supply over there so this is called sanctification sanctification the lord's feet the feet of the lord contains all the rivers of this universe all the holy rivers of the universe that is what krishna proved over there so this was just one side story i was giving you and that krishna kund and radha kund is very much over there if you go to my facebook page you can see it <laughs> it is there we take a photographs so being thirsty one night what he does he goes and drinks this sanctified water which is not supposed to be done you you cannot do that kind of a thing when the brahmanas got up from their bed and saw the water pot empty they inquired who had done this work of drinking the water meant for begetting a child when the brahmanas came to understand that the king inspired by the supreme controller had drunk the water they all exclaimed alas the power of providence is the real power no one can counteract the power of supreme in this way they offer their respectful obeisances unto the lord thereafter in due course of time a son with all the good symptoms of a powerful king came forth from the lower side of king yuvanashwas abdomen so the man gives a birth can you imagine that see today you have so much of problems uh, today i was reading in one, one of the columns this person was he was for 10 years he had created an lgbt column and so many things and suddenly now he says you know that that is sin he should not be allowed blah 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 and he has now become a follower of the religion so he, he has left all these things behind actually religion doesn't say anything in our religion in this sanatan dharma we are talking about our sanatan dharma everybody is equal there is neither a male nor a female nor a, uh, you know person who is lgbt or whatever it does not really matter you know why because we are all humans at the end of the day we should understand that we are all humans and we should have no bias against anybody for that matter all right if you and again you will find that the the mention today was you know this was a very dirty act is performed there was a mention of a very dirty act being performed but i would invite you to go to all the beautiful temples in india go to all the beautiful temples in india go to khajuraho also and see when we talk in terms of what is this beauty about you know different kinds of sexual acts that are mentioned which are banned across the world in our indian you know panorama we have them depicted on the on the walls of the temples every temple will have a wall which will depict all those things and you know what is strangely you will find that it is not only the normal the abnormal and all kinds of activities are shown what does it mean in the house of the lord there is no restriction for those kind of things the lord is not bothered about what you are doing how you are doing who cares in his world it is your spirit which is very very important he is not talking to your physical body your physical body can be the most distorted thing on earth we are nowhere speaking about the spirit we are not we are nowhere speaking about the body we are talking about the spirit and that is what is spirituality all about it is nothing to do with the body but body cleanliness is a must and that is the reason why in so many places it is mentioned you know you need to have a clean body you need to have a clean body so on and so forth it's mentioned over here so you will find that this king is now giving birth to his son so we'll continue the baby cried so much for the breast milk of all the brahmanas were very unhappy who will take care of this baby they said then indra who is worshipped in the yagya came and solaced the baby do not cry then indra put his index finger in the baby's mouth and said you can drink me because yuvanaswa the father of the baby was blessed by the brahmanas he did not fall a victim to death after this incident he performed severe austerities and achieved perfection in this very spot mandata the son of yuvanaswa was the cause of fear for ravana and other thieves and rogues who caused anxiety o king parikshit because they feared him the son of yuvanaswa was known as trasadasyu his name was given by king indra by the mercy of the supreme personality of godhead 
the son of Yohanashwa was so powerful that when he became emperor, he ruled the entire world consisting of the seven islands without any second ruler. The supreme personality of Godhead is not different from the auspicious aspect of the great sacrifice, such as the ingredients. This is an important line. Do you see this line? The supreme personality of Godhead is not different from the auspicious aspect of great sacrifices, such as the ingredients of the sacrifice, that which goes inside the sacrifice, the chanting of the Vedic hymns, the regulative principle, the performer, the priest, the result of the sacrifice, the arena of the sacrifice, the time of the sacrifice. Knowing this principle, you should know that everything that goes into that particular yajna is the Lord itself, including the kund that is there. Everything is the Lord, including the ingredients, the person who is saying, the udgatas, the, all those we were talking about yesterday. Everything, including the person who is offering it and what comes out of it is also the Lord. Whatever that happens, for the purpose of self-realization. See, knowing the principles of self-realization, Mandata worship the transcendentally situated Supreme Soul, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, who comprised all the demigods. He also gave immense charity to the Brahmanas and thus he performed Yajna to worship the Lord. All places from where the sun rises on the horizon, shining brilliantly, to where the sun sets are known to be the position of the celebrated Mandata, the son of Yonaswa. Mandata begot three sons in the womb of Bindumati, the daughter of Sasabindu. These sons were Puruksha, Ambarisha and Muchkunda, Mukchunda, the great yogi. These three brothers had fifty sisters who all accepted the great sage Sobhari as their husband. Sobhari Rishi was engaged in austerity. Now we are doing the Saubari Muni's story. Saubari Rishi was engaged in austerity. Deep in the waters of the river Yamuna, when he saw a fish engaged in sexual affairs, thus he perceived the pleasures of sex life. And induced by his desire, he went to King Mandaka and begged for one of the king's daughters. In response to this request, the king said, O Brahmana, any of my daughters may accept any husband according to her personal selection. Sobari Muni thought, I am now feeble because of old age. My hair has become grey. My skin is slack. My head always trembles because I am a yogi. Therefore, women do not like me. Since the king has thus rejected me, I shall reform my body in such a way as to be desirable even to a celestial woman who is to speak of the daughter of the worldly king. So Sobari Muni, who is sitting, who is gone to this river, Yamuna, he sees two fishes mating over there. When he sees these fishes are mating over there, what he does? He also feels that I also need to do something like that. So he goes to the king and says, Give me one of your daughters so that I can get married. So the king says, See, I have so many daughters. Anybody can get married to anybody. I don't have those kind of restrictions. So Bari Muni gets very angry, thinking that what the king is saying is, that you are not worthy enough, you are such an old man, you are not capable, look at your skin, it is all become wrinkled, you got white hair, you don't have this, you don't have that. A second time we are going through this kind of a story, the previous chapter also same story was there, this time also it is nearly the same story. So he is very feeble by age, hair is grey, skin is slack, head always trembles, but he says I am a yogi, therefore women don't like me. So those who are on the path of spirituality, most of the women, if they have that, you know, thing on top of their head and wearing orange, I'm sure, you know, no woman will want to be with them. Because the first thing they'll say, oh, he's a sadhu, he's a sannyasi. Okay, now think about it. When you join this, this spiritual satsanga also, people think you have become a sannyasi. They don't want to associate with you. <laughs> Actually, there is nothing like that. Spirituality can be learned from anything or anybody for that matter. But the true spirituality is the knowledge about the spirit, that which is inside of you. It has nothing to do with wearing orange clothes or doing something, some yajyas and all that. No, no, nothing like that. Your spirit has to be pure. That means your body, your spirit, your mind, everything has to be pure. Therefore, women do not like me. Such a king has thus rejected me. I shall reform my body in such a way as to be a desirable even to celestial women. What to speak of the daughters of the worldly kings? Therefore, Thereafter, when Sobhari, Muni became quite a young and a beautiful person, the messenger of the palace took him inside the residential quarters of the princess. 
which were extremely opulent. All 50 princesses then accepted him as their husband, although he was only one man. So 50 women want to get married to this one man. Thereafter, the princesses, thus attracted by Sobari Muni, gave up their sisterly relationships and quarreled among themselves, each of them contending, this man is just suitable for me and not for you. In this way, there ensued a great disagreement. So they are fighting for one guy. Terrible thing. Because Sauvari Muni was expert in chanting mantras perfectly, his severe austerities resulted in an opulent home with garments, ornaments, properly dressed and decorated maidservants and manservants. And varieties of parks with clear water, lakes and gardens. This is called misusing the powers that you have got. Never misuse the powers that a person gets. This is like what we say, no? We have these Ashtra Siddhis are there, Siddhis are there. Everybody gets these powers if they are part of the spiritual. But we should not get into this. Never misuse them. In the gardens, fragrant with varieties of flowers, birds chirped with bees, hums, bees hummed, surrounded by professional singers. Sobari Muni's home was amply provided with valuable beds, seats, ornaments, arrangements for bathing, the varieties of sandalwood creams, flower garlands, palatable dishes. Thus surrounded by opulent paraphernalia, the Muni engaged in family affairs with his numerous wives. Mandata, the king of the entire world, consisting of seven islands, was struck with wonder when he saw the household opulence of Sobari Muni. Thus, he gave up his false prestige in the position as an emperor of the world. In this way, Sobari Muni enjoyed sense gratification in the material world. But he was not at all satisfied, just as the fire is never ceases blazing if constantly supplied with drops of fat. Thereafter, one day, while Sobari Muni, who was expert in chanting mantras, was sitting in a secluded place, he thought to himself about the cause of his fall, fall down, which was simply that he had associated himself with the sexual affairs of the fish. The fish is a creature who was indulging in this particular thing. So thinking about the fish, he had got into this act. So naturally, in his case, he has fallen down. Alas, while practicing austerity, even within the depths of the water, and while observing all the rules and regulations practiced by saintly persons, I lost the, I lost the results of my long austerity simply by association with the sexual affairs of fish. Everyone should observe this fall down and learn from it. A person desiring liberation from material bondage must give up the association of persons interested in sex life and should not employ his senses externally in seeing, hearing, talking, walking and so on. One should always stay in the secluded place, completely fixing his mind in the lotus feet of the unlimited personality of Godhead and if one wants any association at all, he should associate with persons similarly engaged. See, this is a line which talks about that those who are very sincere on the path of yoga, they should never get associated in this kind of things. They have to stay away from all these material worldly desires. The senses are there, the senses, the sense organs, the organs of action. You have to give up this kind of a quality that comes along with it. I want, I want, those kind of things. You have to give them up. And you have to live in a place where you are secluded, where you are alone. At such point in time, what happens? You can dwell on the Divine Lord. And when you dwell on the Divine Lord, that is the path of liberation. So, he says, but if you really want to associate with somebody, that means let us say, you want to keep company of somebody. That somebody can be a person who is involved in a similar action. That means, that is what Ramakrishna Paramahansa said, keep the company of the sages. So, when you keep the company of the sages, what happens? Purity comes to you. Alright? So always maintain this. In case when you want to go towards the spiritual from that perspective, you need to keep the company of those who are on the same path, that is sages. In the beginning I was alone and engaged in performing the austerities of mystic yoga. But later because of association with the fish engaged in sex, I desired to marry. Then I became the husband of 50 wives and in each of them I begot 100 sons and thus my family increased to 5000 members. By the influence of the modes of the material nature, I became fallen and thought that I would be happy in material life. Thus there is no end of material desire for enjoyment in this life and the next. Those who are on the part of material enjoyment, I have told you time and again, there is no full stop in their life at all. Greed, lust, desire, all these things are going to destroy that person. Keeps on going on and on and on. When Sobari Muni, who was quite conversant with the self, 
went to the forest he performs ever penances in this way in the fire of the time of death he ultimately engaged himself in the service of the supreme personality of god oh i mixed 54 okay in this way he passed his life in household affairs for some time but then he became detached 53 i did no yeah 53 i did 54 in this way he passed his life in household affairs for some time and then he became detached from material enjoyment to renounce material association he accepted the vanaprastha order and went to the forest his devoted wives followed him for they had no shelter other than their husband when sobari muni who was quite conversant with the self went to the forest he performed several penances in this way in the fire at the time of the death he ultimately engaged himself in the service of the supreme personality of godhead oh maharaj parikshit by observing their husband's progress in spiritual existence sobari muni's wives were also able to enter the spiritual world by his spiritual powers just as the flame of the fire ceases when the fire is extinguished so sobari muni's fall was due to sexual activities and getting indulging in sense enjoyment finally what happens his fall comes but he is able to get out of it so we have come to the end of this particular chapter so we have finished over here these two chapters right you can stop